Throughout our lives, we make decisions that will profoundly influence the lives of the people we're going to become. This takes on a bit more urgency as we enter into midlife, which these days is anywhere from 35 to 65 or 75, depending on whom you ask. So we make these decisions, informing and shaping our future us, and then when we become those people, it's a bit of a letdown. Like, sure, Dave, you're funny, and you like that everybody knows you're funny, but also, do any of your colleagues take your contributions as seriously as you'd like? All those wisecracks have led to your life smack upside down, and you're wondering, "Mm, am I really showing up and contributing in the best way? And in a moment of existential crisis, you wonder, whatever happened to Polly Shore? We're not always going to be thrilled with the decisions we've made. And to be sure, I am still cringing at my own five-year college reunion antics, which I may divulge at a future date, but it's still early in my podcast tenure, so I've got some (laughs) dignity to maintain. So you paid good money for that Chinese character tattoo on your lower back during college, and now you're paying good money to have it removed. Or you rushed to marry your college sweetheart, and now you're rushing to divorce them. And on the cycle goes. Which begs questions like, why do we make decisions that we come to regret in the future? And how can we future-proof our decisions? And also, does Shannon Doherty maybe regret any of her 90210-era shenanigans? Or no? That's what we're diving into in today's episode of Bullshift. Future-proofing our decisions. Welcome to Bullshift, the podcast for every person aged 35 to 55 who wonders, is this as good as life gets? Bullshift teaches you how to apply coaching psychology, early midlife insights, and the art and science of a meaningful life to transform this life phase into a period of creativity and growth. We spend nearly half our adult lives in some type of transition. This show is about making all that time more satisfying. My name is Megan Krause, and as a nationally board-certified well-being coach, a modern midlife maven, and the chief bullshifter, I'm delighted you're here. Most days, we're very attached to the notion that we've finally become ourselves, that we've reached the proverbial finish line of being a work in progress. But who you are right now is as fleeting as every former version of yourself. Don't believe me? Let's look at the research from Harvard psychologist Dan Gilbert. To begin, think about how quickly the littles in your life seem to change. In contrast, Dad's still rocking the same do in Normcore as he did in 2008. So when exactly is this magical point in life where change suddenly goes from a sprint to a crawl? Your teens? Midlife? old age? Nope. The answer is now. Whenever and wherever now happens to be. You see, we have a fundamental misconception about the power of time. We're all sort of meandering about with this belief, this illusion, that we've just become the people we were always meant to be, and that the person we are now is the person we'll be for the rest of our lives. 
Let's use a study of values to examine this. Here's what the data show. Our personal values will change over time, and more than we might think. While change does slow as we age, we all, and this includes people from ages 18 to 68, we all vastly underestimate how much change we'll experience during the next 10 years. It's called the end of history illusion. In the study, it showed that 18-year-olds anticipate changing, but only as much as 50-year-olds actually do. Now, let's look at a study of personality. You may have heard of the Big Five personality test that looks at the five fundamental dimensions of personality, neuroticism, openness to experience, agreeableness, extroversion, and conscientiousness. Well, the data show, again, that at every age, people underestimate how much their personalities will change in the next decade. And this trend applies to more than values and personality. It applies to your preferences, your likes and dislikes, how you choose to spend your vacation, what kind of music you listen to, and even your friends. The data show that people predict that what they prefer, what they do, who they're friends with now will be true in 10 years. And yet people who are 10 years older all say, huh, well, I guess that's changed quite a bit. So now you might be thinking, okay, Megan, get to the punchline. Why does this matter? To answer this question, let's use an example. And we'll, we'll use music as the example. So think of your favorite musician 10 years ago and your favorite musician today. I'll share mine. 10 years ago, Adele's Rolling in the Deep was the number one song. And I remember attending her concert in the summer of 2011. Actually, in the span of like five weeks, I got to see you 2 perform in an epic outdoor concert with rain and lightning here in Minneapolis. And then I bawled my face off at Adele's concert that featured Rolling in the Deep and Someone Like You. And then the best concert in the trio was Far and Away Sade who had John Legend open for her. Sade put on a masterclass in performance and production valuables. Seriously, it was just incredible. Okay, so let's go back to that Adele concert. I think I paid maybe around 85 bucks for that concert. And now in 2021, you know, I'm still waiting for that album Adele said she was going to drop in September 2020. Seriously, Adele, we haven't we been through enough? Can you help us all out, please? Anyway, these days I'm really digging Anderson Pack. And their research says I'd cough up about 130 bones to see him, but probably only $80 to see my former fave, Adele. And maybe Adele is the exception because I'd probably pay more. But in a perfectly rational world, these ought to be the same number, right? Well, that's not what the science says. It says that we overpay for the opportunity to indulge our current preferences because we overestimate their stability. And here's what that means. It's easy to remember, but difficult to imagine. Most of us can remember who we were 10 years ago, but we find it hard to imagine who we're going to be 10 years from now. We like to think it's because it's hard to imagine or that it's not likely to happen. But when people say, I can't imagine that, they're usually talking about their own limitations or their own lack of imagination, and not about the unlikelihood of whatever it is they're describing. So here's the punchline. Time really is such a powerful force. It transforms our preferences. It reshapes our values. It alters our personalities. And eventually, 
And only with the benefit of hindsight do we come to appreciate this fact. Most days, we're very attached to the notion that we finally become ourselves, that we've reached that finish line of being a work in progress. But who you are right now, again, it's as fleeting as every former version of yourself. And it's only when we look backward that we realize how much change can happen in a decade. So think back to where you were 10 years ago and where you are today. You can see that you're already always changing. It's just hard to predict how. 10 years ago, I was an avid rower with the Minneapolis Rowing Club who was slowly wearing down my body that led to chronic fatigue and autoimmunity. These days, I'm certified in lifestyle medicine. I help healthcare workers manage burnout, and I work with high-achieving midlifers who want to dump their career to pursue their calling. Now, I'm not ready to divulge just where I'll be in 10 years, but I've got a few tricks up my sleeve. Got to keep some suspense here, though, don't I? So if you're wanting to change in more intentional ways, then let's chat, because what you're really talking about is a transition, and there's an art to it and a science, really, an anatomy to it. Lots of people tend to think that transitions or transformations have to be painstakingly difficult, that they'll take a lot of time and energy. But as you just learned, you're going to underestimate how much you'll naturally change in the next 10 years. Imagine, though, if you put some intentionality into it. What possibilities exist for you? In contrast, if you believe transformation takes a lot of time and energy, then you'll never get started. Also, who said you were in a race? What if transformation was the slightest 1% change over time? I'm sure you've heard that metaphor of the airplane leaving JFK in New York and bound for LA being off just 1% and arriving 40 miles off off the Pacific Ocean. And like, don't get me started on all the compound interest I missed out on in my 20s. The other consideration here is energy. Like a power plant, your transition doesn't take energy, it generates it. It can give you energy. Think about it. Has there ever been a time when you've made a decision and your life changed for the better and you had this unwavering commitment to something and you just knew in your bones that it was done? It happened in a moment and I'm betting it gave you energy. Lastly, if you have loved ones in your life, isn't it more important to show your loved ones that commitment can get you places you only once dreamed about, more so than complaining that you don't have the time? I've noticed that most midlife professionals who are fulfilled take complete responsibility for aligning their timeline and efforts with what they really want. So do you want to join this club? Are you ready to future-proof your decision-making when it comes to your professional fulfillment? If so, then join me for the Career to Calling Accelerator. It's a three-month commitment that'll teach you how to turn your mid-career slump into your mid-career jump. Future-proofing your decision-making, and actually your whole life, is about creating the knowledge, skills, and capacities for evolution and growth. And here's what that looks like. Understanding the anatomy of transitions. Pro tip, you don't start with a new beginning. It looks like learning to self-coach and befriend your inner critic and tapping into your intuition. 
It looks like distilling your vision and values and strengths. And it looks like learning how to apply design thinking principles to create greater fulfillment. And so much more that I teach you inside the Career to Calling Accelerator. So, curious to learn more? Just visit www.megankrause.com. Thanks for joining me, and I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into Bullshift. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to create your own bullshift, then you need to check out megankrause.com forward slash bullshift. If you haven't already, subscribe to Bullshift on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to connect with me on Instagram at megan underscore Krause. Let's connect next week.